everybody. Oh, well, yes, hello. <laughs> you are listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages, my name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And I have a margarita again today. Woo! Yeah, yeah! Uh. Why aren't you taking shots? Uh, <laughs> you have a headache today. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sip on the margarita. Next week, I'll be having a shot every day. So, y'all I'm still. Be. Oh, my God. You're going to be so hungover. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be bad, but... (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take one for the team. Yeah, I'm going to do that because that's what I do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm sipping on some delicious water because hashtag nine months sober. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Well, um, I'm having trouble. I don't know about you guys. I can't seem to focus on anything except frantically scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, me neither. I don't know why. Well, I I can't focus on work. I can't focus on a TV show. And I don't, I'm not a Facebook person. I'm never on Facebook. And now I'm just like a thousand percent hooked. (laughs) See, I don't really get on Facebook very much anymore. I used to, but I don't. And I I just can't. No, me neither. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't focus. I can't put it down. Every time, like, I'm literally about to get started on something for work, and then I pick up my phone and start scrolling through Facebook again, and I'm, like, <laughs> becoming the weirdo who's the first person to like everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, well, being in the house for seven months. Yeah. <laughs> That'll probably do it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really seen anybody. <laughs> uh, so you're looking I've for seen... connection, and that's why you're on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I miss my friends a lot. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen my friend Sarah, because my husband built her a barn door, and we went over to her house to install it. And then I saw my friend Nicole because she got me a baby gift, like, a long time ago. Like, back when I first started my registry and we were going to have a baby shower. Uh Uh-huh. An in-person baby shower. So she had it all wrapped and everything. So she dropped it by my mom's house and we had lunch and hung out for a minute. And that's it. It's the only people I've seen. Yeah, Carrie and I haven't seen each other since March. And that... Nope. Hasn't happened in a very long time. Yeah, well, yeah. I think even before then, because we were recording remotely because because of gas and... Well, yeah, but we... And your homework and stuff. Yeah. We did one weekend and like the very beginning of March. Yeah. But it's been since then. And then we lost everything. Yeah. So... (laughs) So it was pointless. Because technology (laughs) hates us, so it was totally pointless, but yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, right after that, quarantine happened, and we had plenty of time. Yep. So... (laughs) Oh. Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, I've seen my parents and stuff, but I just... Yeah. I'm going to get to see one of my friends tomorrow, 
which is going to be nice. We're just going to, like, hang out at her place and watch a movie. Not do much. I mean, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Oh, I just... It's been so long since we've seen each other. Like, we've had one Skype call with our other friend. And that's been... It. She That's also it. well. She yeah. also gave me masks that her grandmother made for myself and my mom. But well, it was nice of her. Yeah. Um. But other than that, yeah, it's all been able to see. So, <sighs> I'm very excited. Like, all <laughs> over everyone's babies, they're posting all kinds of pictures of their kids and. Oh. <sighs> so I fucked it's up. Just too, I'm. What? Huh? I, I fucked up when I put this drawer together, or this drawer together on my desk, and it's bothering me because, like, half of it's sticking out and the other half is going all the way in. And this oh, no. is just a reminder to not put things together when you're drunk. At um, 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I started at 10. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Honey. it was 4 a.m. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's bugging me so bad. I'm gonna have to like take this apart and redo yep. it. It's yep, bugging me so bad. <sighs> um, yep, yep. Well, that's my own little quick belly aching. I've seen lots of doctors mm-hmm. <laughs> regularly, but <laughs> I've not seen people. And I've had a job interview and stuff, and met my coworkers all while wearing a mask. Yeah. Which is super distracting. <laughs> Just so everyone's aware. Like, I'm all for the mask thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just that, like, I found it hard to even have social skills. Yeah. Because it was so distracting, the fact that nobody could see the bottom half of my face and I couldn't see the bottom half of anybody else's face. <laughs> it, you lose so much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just was so distracted and thrown off that i couldn't even properly like meet them really Mm -hmm. there was no follow-up of and how are you how many kids do you have like yeah (laughs) let me be interested in you like yeah oh god i'm just i really want to text i really want to text the uh uh the the girl that the the girl that hired me and be like hey so sorry if i was being a weirdo but it's like (laughs) so weird to talk to people in a mask that you don't know (laughs) It's the first social interaction that I've had. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. When I was still working, um, I my mask is, like, skin colored, basically. Well, at least my skin color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. Way to go, Kay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I hate that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, my mom got it for me, so I wear it. And yeah. I'm at work, and... I was out running movies, and this couple comes up behind me. Neither one of them's wearing a mask, but of course I have to. Of course not. And I turn around, and the girl, like, kind of yelped and, like, took a couple of steps back, and she was like, oh my god, you scared the shit out of me. Yeah, because it probably looks like you don't have a mouth. Yeah, she's like, she said, you turned around, and I looked at him, and I was like... Where's her face? (laughs) (laughs) It's like those leggings that you have that look like you're wearing no pants. Oh, yeah. Those are really fun to freak people out with, too. 
Oh, <laughs> not your manager. <laughs> I had to look at you three times <laughs> to reassure myself. And then I was like, oh, you are wearing pants. <laughs> not sure what was going on. I was like, that is too short. <laughs> Because you were wearing like a like a long like a tunic style yeah like dress shirt thingy or whatever so it was like just barely covering your butt and I was like hang on <laughs> no no you know I wouldn't <laughs> go to work like that well I know that's why it was confusing <laughs> seriously I had to stare at you for a long time and be like oh okay wait no it wrinkled okay I see pants. <laughs> Kay has nude leggings. <laughs> yes. You big weirdo. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I got them for a Who Halloween. Has nude leggings? I got them for oh, a Halloween for costume. Halloween. And then I was like, well, why only wear them once? So. Because they're nude leggings. <laughs> well, I like them. And people will think you're not wearing pants. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> that sounds like a them problem <laughs> it's not oh like i'm not God. wearing pants but it is a little <laughs> just a little bit like you are because <laughs> the shock value is still there <laughs> does that embarrass you <laughs> it embarrasses me yes <laughs> fun episode today yeah <laughs> we had to change about, it at the last minute <laughs> yeah we absolutely did because there was no way that the other topic we picked was happening no so um <laughs> we were both just like uh, nothing <laughs> I, I and the next week's episode was like too much yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I flipped to the next one. I was like, we could just skip it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never mind. Ugh. Uh. Part of me wants to switch next week, too. But I'd also really just want to get it over with. So Yeah. It, we need to. Gonna, we did that first gonna, one in the first But 10. you're going to make me do this. You're going to make me do this while sober. And I don't appreciate that. I'm just going to throw that little guilt trip in. I'm going to have to remember all of it. Oh, my God, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) We literally did the first one in, like, the first 20 episodes. We have to finish it. I know. I'm kidding, but I'm mad. (laughs) But I don't have to be happy about it. No. (coughs) I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) We couldn't talk about sci-fi. We got to talk about abortion. (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) We didn't sign up to make a sci-fi podcast, Kay. <laughs> I know. You don't I was get just... to throw that in. <laughs> I was You just... could have brought up any number of the horrible things I have talked about in Crooked News with you. And that's what you picked <laughs> as ammunition. Is that you couldn't talk about the sci-fi definition of whatever the fuck of hive mind. <laughs> I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know. I was just shooting the shit. Game, set, match. (laughs) I wasn't playing a game. I 
was just shooting the shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, anyway, this week we are talking about something really cool. Yeah. And really rare and terrifying and super fun. So I'm excited. Yes. Um, and let's see. Hmm. It's a bit. It's a bit of a mouthful. Yes. But it's going to be fun. So, mm, this week we are talking about fatal, fatal familial, familial insomnia. A bum bum bum, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Well, see, we're gonna tell you. I thought it was something else, and and then I looked. Oh, into you did? It. Yeah, I looked into it, and then I was like, "This is still <laughs> very interesting." So, it better still apply. Oh, it does. It does. I promise. I have three shallow okay. dives. <clears throat> cool. So, um, <coughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. <coughs> I'm fighting a respiratory thing <clears throat> that I caught from my niece on the 4th of July. So, <clears throat> um, it is not COVID, but it is a pain in the ass so um <clears throat> it is a pain in the ass it's a yeah yep um i've managed to go so long all through spring and most of some almost all of summer without catching a respiratory infection which i've never done mm-hmm. and then it just happened so <clears throat> totally fine i'm not mad about it <laughs> okay so i you first heard about this on an episode what i said you don't sound mad about it yeah i'm uh, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um okay so i uh i i first heard about this concept i think it was when they did sleepwalking crimes on um an episode of wine and crime okay and lucy brought this up as as a thing and it immediately went on our list because i was like oh shit (laughs) so um this is an actual disease you guys this is not a sleepwalking concept of any kind this is a literal disease that kills people yes it's okay awful it's terrifying it is so terrifying um and it's super fascinating. So we're, I wanted to, I put this down because this was just a small example that Lucy brought up on their episode, but I wanted to only talk about this. So, <laughs> um, so I, I found my information from um, an episode, not an episode, I can't speak, the pregnancy <laughs> brain is getting worse by the literal second, you guys. Um, (laughs) and I'm on a half a Benadryl to try and keep myself from coughing. So, um, (laughs) it's a fun time. It is fun. It's kind of like I'm a little drunk, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I'm definitely not. It's definitely, I cut a tablet, I cut a Benadryl tablet in half so that I wouldn't be asleep, but still get the effects of Benadryl Mm -hmm. and it's made me say the wrong things and made me a little foggy and made the Facebook addiction a little bit worse. So we're, it's okay. Living large. (laughs) But, um, I got, um, I did a lot of research and then ended up finding this really awesome article that explained things really well and concisely. Um, it's an article from discovermagazine.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
let's see, it was actually published in October of last year. So October 10th, 2019. Oh, and wow. it was written by Nathaniel, Sharp- Nathaniel Sharping. Uh, so, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure I read this just to like yeah. give myself a little background. So it, this yeah. was very good. Yeah, this is a great article. So um, I didn't want to... A lot of the other stuff was just like really scholarly and really dry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a doctor, so I can't exactly synthesize all of that very well. And this this uh, Nath- lovely Nathaniel here did that for me. <laughs> thank you, Nathaniel. Um, in a really good way. Yes, thank <laughs> you, Mr. Sharping. So, <clears throat> so we're just going to read Nathaniel's words because... He did a great job. So this is, uh, the article is called Fatal Familial Insomnia, The Disease That Kills by Stealing Sleep. <laughs> uh, bum, bum, bum. I love it. Okay. So, a brief bout of insomnia can be maddening. Uh, you know what it feels like, we all do. Lying awake, facing, chasing feverish thoughts from our minds, while the slow tick of passing minutes compounds sleep-stealing anxiety. What's really fun is when fatigue and insomnia both come to the party. Mm-hmm. You've had that, right? Uh-huh. Where you're tired all day, mm-hmm. and then it's time to go to sleep, mm-hmm. and you can't sleep? Yep. <laughs> Too often. Yeah. Welcome to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, um... <laughs> I had to also stop looking at Facebook before I went to sleep too, because I was taking me like two hours to fall asleep at night. Well, like I would, I would scroll for a while and then put it down mm-hmm. and try and sleep. And no, like I can't, I can't have any of that anymore. I cannot scroll before bed. Yeah. Well, so my- I had to make a rule for myself where once I get ready for bed, all that I do on my phone is turn on my audiobook. Yeah. Uh, my phone has a fun new, um, like, has a fun mode, I guess. So, it, mm-hmm. like, a few days after I got it, it sensed when I would normally fall asleep. And now it started turning on bedtime mode. So, what? like. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, my whole phone changes. Like, all the blue light stuff is no longer, like, well, isn't really coming through the screen, I guess. And it makes my keyboard dark and, like, my text message background dark and all that other fun stuff. And That's really cool. Yeah. So you, Miss High Tech. <laughs> and when it does that, it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I need to go to bed now. <laughs> it's telling me to go to bed. <laughs> it's telling me to go to sleep. That's funny. Yeah. I wonder if my blue light filter got turned off by accident, because I usually leave that off, like, or leave that on. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's on. Huh. Nope, it's just me and... F- it's not It's not an addiction. It's... <laughs> I just need contact. Okay, <laughs> so... um, <clears throat> We should still 100% keep being safe. Just saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying I miss my friends. Okay, <laughs> so... um, uh, For most of us, these episodes are a brief interruption to our sleep schedules. Others experience more persistent insomnia, but at a level that's often manageable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for a very rare group of people with a frightening disease called fatal familial insomnia, or FFI, the sleep loss can be deadly. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, so 
when sleep when sleep deprivation kills. So medical reports of the disease first surfaced in the 1980s after an Italian man named Silvano presented himself to neurologists with a dire prediction. He was going to die soon and he knew how it would happen. It was no hyperbole. Silvano's two sisters had recently died from a strange disease that robbed them of their ability to sleep. So um so I um I saw that story and I have a little bit more detail on it for later. Cool. But do you want to know where he went? What do you mean where he went? Like where he went to find the neurologist? Where? He went to the University of Bologna. No, he did not. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh. Oh, we need t-shirts. Yes. I want a t-shirt from the University of Bologna. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. I got my diploma from Bologna University. No one believes you. No one oh, thinks no. it's a real no one university. No, everyone's like, you're making this up. Get this off your resume. What's the matter with you? Oh my god. What is their mascot? I want to know. I'll have to look it up. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> the fighting sandwiches. Okay. Um <laughs> Um okay. <clears throat> He had just experienced the same symptoms that kicked off his sibling's spirals into fatal insomnia. The hallmark of FFI is contained in the name. So what starts as difficulty sleeping gradually progresses to a complete inability to fall asleep. Which is terrifying. So yeah. sleeping medications don't seem to help much. And even with, pharmaceuti with a pharmaceutical push, the brain cannot cross the threshold into sleep. So this is why it's an actual brain disease. Because there's chemicals that aren't, that aren't happening. Mm -hmm. there's there, there's reactions and connections that aren't aren't happening there um because when we go to sleep your brain releases certain enzymes uh, i think that's the right word either enzymes or chemicals there's certain things that are released that help you that that help you sleep and then there's dreaming and then there's also things that are released that keep you from doing what you're dreaming mm -hmm. um <laughs> um all of that kind of stuff. And so none of that is happening. So I can't none find... None of those processes are happening. I can't what? find a mascot, but <laughs> Nicholas Copernicus went to this university. It's been around oh! since like 1088. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish we lived in Europe where things <laughs> were like, you know, from the year 10. Yeah. What? <laughs> 1088? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, like, Cambridge and Oxford and how they literally look like Hogwarts? Yeah. And there's, like, you know, a chapel that was put there by Henry VIII? Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> that people still fucking use? Oh, God. I love it. Oh, my God. There's, like, there's even, like, a medieval painting on the Wikipedia page from this university. It is yeah, the it. oldest university in the world. <gasps> that's hilarious yeah and it's baloney <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yes. my god i love it i love it so much okay oh all right so silvano's pronouncement turned out to be true he was soon dead 
As writer... DT, as writer D.T. Max chronicles in his book, The Family That Couldn't Sleep, A Medical Mystery. Ooh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Subsequent studies of Silvano and his family members revealed crucial similarities to a seemingly unrelated disorder. I don't know how to say this correctly, so I'm going to give it a shot. I think it's called Creutzfeldt-Jacob disease. Yeah, I, I couldn't help you. Uh, yeah, CJD. That's close enough. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> CJD is uh, is characterized by memory problems, personality changes, and involuntary movements, among other things, and is eventually fatal. So it's actually a little bit like dementia. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You you get a little bit of um, which is what makes you know Alzheimer's and dementia that much harder, and this that much harder to diagnose because they have so many of the similar, so many things with your brain has similar symptoms, and so there's so much you have to go through, and there's so much that we don't know about the brain, you know, that mm-hmm. it just it it makes it really hard, and so I mean, ooh, I wonder if my grandma has this. Oh, I hope huh. not. Well, she doesn't have... Apparently, she doesn't have dementia or Alzheimer's, but she has all the symptoms. Like, from the scans and stuff, uh-huh. she doesn't have it. Oh, But weird. she has all the symptoms, and she's not sleeping well, so... Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> well, that you better... Be really bad, yeah, because y- that means that it's in my family. Yeah. So, um, anyway... <laughs> you better hope um, not. <laughs> But, you know, when someone has dementia and Alzheimer's, they start forgetting things. They can completely change their entire personality. Like, for instance, Josh's grandmother was, like, the sweetest, most loving and wonderful woman in the world. And then called everybody at her church, like, called somebody at church a fat bitch. And (laughs) instead of embracing her, they kicked her out and told her to never come back. Instead of recognizing that that was not in her character (laughs) and that she was clearly sick. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, that's a whole other situation. But well, then you know, maybe that person was a on fat a dime. <clears throat> maybe they were. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they, they were better for it. Yeah, maybe it was deserved. Yeah, it probably was. Um, this happened with my grandma too. Like there was a time when my uh, someone in our family had a miscarriage, and she they they you know told grandma, and then she said, "Well, it's well, I wouldn't have ever seen it anyway." Oh. Like, as a dig at them for not visiting more. We and get- that is not my grandmother. <laughs> we gotta put grandma in the cage again. She's being rude. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, she said, what? <laughs> Sorry? Um, and then involuntary movements, of course. So, like, weird hand gestures, weird shaking, things that, you know, can't be explained. That th- you're not doing it. Yeah. You, you know, when a... Like when someone has a concussion and they just like raise their hand. (laughs) (laughs) Is he okay? Because your brain just does things. (laughs) Oh, it's so scary. Um, So the disease shows up later in life, typically in a person's 50s or later. um, And it's caused by a quirk of biology known as a prion, a misfolded protein. And that's what eventually tipped Silvano's doctors off to the nature of his family's curse. Okay, so prions. There's a whole episode of this podcast will kill you about prion diseases. Um, I couldn't quite get through it because it was too complex for me. I need to go back and listen to it. But um, mad cow disease is a prion disease. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of different ones, but they all have to do with your brain. 
And it has to do with the proteins, how the proteins fold in your brain matter. You know what makes um, me really sad? We're probably not going to have a whole lot of research done on brains because it, what they might need to do could be considered inhumane. Well, thanks. It's just, I don't know. Thanks, Eeyore. But, <laughs> but like, I just, I want to know more about the brain and there's stuff that... We have to, yeah. We can't yeah. do. Well, th- that's true. But if the more people donate their bo- bodies to science mm-hmm. and things when they die, the better. Yeah. Um, Be an organ donor. Um, That's what I'm saying. Pull all my organs out, give them to people, and then shove me in a tree. Like, don't yeah. fucking... You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Shove me in a tree pod. Um, <laughs> me too. That's what I want. I want to become a tree. Yeah. Yes. Um, or be put in a body farm. That would be amazing. So, um, you know what that is? Oh, um, yeah. Mm-mm. No body farm. You don't know? Uh, no, I know what it no is. No body farm for you? Yeah. Tree. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to help forensics? That's where they bury you and then they, 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 um, they analyze how, like, things grow and stuff so they can find bodies, like, out in woods, in the woods and shit. I, I want to give oxygen tree. Oh, you want to be a tree? (laughs) You don't want to help solve murders. You want to be a tree. (laughs) I just want to be be a tree. So. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) <laughs> um, there was another one I saw where they turn you into soil. That was pretty cool. And then yeah. they give it to your family and they, uh, they can use it to like plant a garden or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, um. That would be the most ironic way possible for me to go. Cause I cannot keep Because you can't get anything to grow. Oh Lord. Okay. So prions occur when the normal protein in our bodies gets folded into an unintended shape. Um, all proteins get folded in our bodies in complex origami-like ways that we still don't fully understand. But, um, of course, we do know that the folds are crucial to a protein's ability to function normally inside of our cells. But a misfolded protein can be deadly, which is crazy. Yeah. This is why I believe in intelligent design. How is this an accident? Um <laughs> Sorry, can't get my head around it. So this is because prions can cause the proteins around them to become misfolded as well, spreading destruction in a wave of misshapen molecules. So in this way, a protein, a prion can infect a person's body like a virus, despite having no DNA, no life to speak of. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I think that's part of why I couldn't get through it, because I was like, I can't. I can't wrap my head around this one, guys. <laughs> can't oh, do it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so fatal familial, familial insomnicide is caused by a prion version of the PRP protein. So that's a protein that's found throughout our bodies. Mm-hmm. So everyone has these. Um, though its functions aren't well understood, which is interesting. Um, the disease most often arises due to two genetic mutations in the PRNP gene, but cases of FFI can occur in those without the mutations as well. So like pretty much where this is just saying like this can happen to anybody, but you're definitely at higher risk if it runs in your family. Yeah. So again, this is a super rare disease though. You guys, 
<laughs> this, this isn't something that should keep you up at night. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> see how I make jokes. Um, <clears throat> though the disease's mechanisms are still little understood, it seems that prions build up in a region of the brain called the thalamus, um, which helps regulate our sleep-wake cycle and among other things, of course. But definitely it resides in that spot where, you know, it controls sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, FFI usually begins with mild insomnia, mild dementia, and muscle spasms. Sufferers may also notice themselves sweating profusely and their pupils may shrink to pinpricks. So that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as the disease progresses, that would be so scary. Small pupils are like the scariest thing. <laughs> um, oh, God, I can't get that image out of my head now. Um, you just look at someone's eyes and it's just like color. <laughs> There's like nothing in the center. <sighs> so um, as the disease progresses, the afflicted, lo- the afflicted lose all ability to sleep and may experience rapid weight loss. Because, of course, you know, when you can't sleep, it throws, a- it throws your system. Yeah. Um, they begin to live in a trance-like state, seemingly caught between sleeping and waking, though it offers no respite. Dementia and panic attacks steadily worsen, and the patient eventually slips away. The average survival time is 18 months. Because sleep deprivation fucking kills. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've experienced insomnia before, coupled with panic attacks, and I can tell you that there was no way I was surviving long until I got help. Yeah. I mean, it was just... I don't know about you, but, like, when I can't sleep, if I don't get good sleep, I feel super nauseous the next day, and then I have, like, no appetite. Mm-hmm. I, there was a long time where I just wasn't sleeping well because I was having nightmares and I wasn't medicated because mm-hmm. PTSD is yeah. And right. it was sending me into such a bad depression. I was self-harming again. Like, I, mm-hmm. it, it was bad. I, I finally had a fucking yeah, breakdown sleep is and important. had to get help. Because yeah. no sleep. Sleep. Right, yeah, sleep is so important. So it literally will kill you in 18 months. If that. Yeah. And that's the average survival time. I would say that it's usually probably shorter than that. Cuz you literally you're not sleeping at all. It's not like it's not like this is like oh, every now and then I can get a few hours of sleep. I doze in and out. Like you're literally not sleeping at all. Yeah. That means you're hallucinating. I mean, is anyone who's pulled an all-nighter for a couple nights in a row, like, knows. I mean, I get tired driving home at night, mm-hmm. and I'm hallucinating dinosaurs on the side of the road on the interstate. <laughs> like, n- no way. Yeah. No way. Like, Freddy Krueger is after you mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. So, um, the great news is that there's no cure. <laughs> there's no known cure for FFI, and few palliative, palliative treatments exist. Great was in sarcastic quotes. Yeah. Just so I you figured. know. Um, I was there is a so. little bit of hope, though. So there there are people who are researching this, of course. So um, while some researchers are forging ahead in a search for a cure at the moment, a little hope, li- the little hope that exists for those diagnosed with the disease comes from a man known only in the medical community 
or only in the medical literature as DH, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> DH was 52 years old when he con- when he contracted FFI, which he had uh, which had already killed his father and three other family members, which is terrifying. Um, yeah. A neuropath, a neuro, a nat- nat- bleh, naturopath with a doctorate and an evidently fierce will to live, he set out on a voyage of self-preservation. Um, DH at first downed an impressive daily regimen of vitamins, including niacin, antioxidant, brewer's yeast, tryptophan, and melatonin, a cocktail that reportedly allowed him to sleep five or six hours most night. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Nature is here for you. <laughs> But after five months, the vitamins stopped working their magic and he had to move to more potent solutions. So he tried ketamine, nitrous oxide, chloroform, and chloroform, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and combination. Uh, does that count? Yeah. Just knocking yourself out? <laughs> Woo! Um, I don't feel like your brain's going through the process as it usually goes through. <laughs> Probably it's not. Like you not wake up but... from. Oh, man. And combinations of various prescription sleep medications. They worked, but not for long. Because, of course, like we said, it goes from mild insomnia to literally never sleeping. Mm -hmm. Because the processes, those communications in your brain, stop working altogether. So, um, he then turned to stimulants, aiming to improve the quality of his waking hours. So, taken several times a day, the drugs left him feeling refreshed and allowed him to sleep for several hours as they wore off because you crash. Mm-hmm. So that's smart. Um, later, experiments with a sensory deprivation chamber also allowed him to sleep briefly. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. Um, but by this time, more than a year into his diagnosis, DH's body was beginning to wear down because there's just he's putting so much shit into his body all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, likely a consequence of his disease and his pharmaceutical attempts to thwart it. Um, so though he continued to struggle on touring the country in a motorhome driven, driven during bouts of stimulant, stimulant induced clarity Mm -hmm. and writing a book, DH eventually succumbed to cardiac arrest 26 months after contracting FFI. Jesus Christ. His body just couldn't take it anymore. Um, so, I mean, that's amazing though. Yeah. Oh, goodness. 26 Continuing, months so, trying to do all that. Ooh. Yeah. And the average, remember, is 18. So mm-hmm. he really was able to keep going, but not for much longer. Um, Okay, so it's not in- entirely clear what eventually kills those with FFI. While it's likely that insomnia plays a large role in the disease's effects, the prions that accumulate in the brain also lead to other symptoms. Sweating, dementia, rapid weight loss, and more. And they might be that the disease don't they? Yes. It might be that the disease itself is otherwise fatal and that the lack of sleep simply hastens its progress. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um Attempts to find a cure have so far been unsuccessful, as with all prion diseases, unfortunately. Um, Immunotherapy, in which the body's immune system is tuned to attack a particular target, may be be an option, though tests are ongoing. Um, Another potential method comes from a pair of of researchers with a unique motivation. So, Sonia Vallebe, I don't know 
how to pronounce a BH at the end of someone's name. I don't know. Velob? Sonia Velob? Velob. I'm going with Velob. <laughs> Lost her mother to FFI. Subsequent. That's terrifying because then I'm sure you're seeing into your future. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So, she lost her mother to FFI. Subsequent genetic testing revealed that she, too, carried the mutations. Though, though Velob hasn't yet begun to show symptoms, it's likely she will someday. So, she gave up her career as a lawyer and, with her husband, Eric Minikil, went back to school. Today, they jointly run a lab at MIT's and Harvard's Broad Institute. They are pursuing research... This is super cute. Where's this movie? Well, they... They are pursuing... <laughs> Um, what I read up a lot on that story too. Um, mm-hmm. There's a great article that I found from Wired that I'm actually going to drop in the description, uh, just about their whole story and their um, like what motivated them to like both quit their jobs and it was it was beautifully written. Yeah, I think it's linked right here. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, it says they're pursuing they're pursuing research into a type of molecule known as an ASO that can prevent RNA molecules, which mm-hmm. help translate DNA into proteins, from working, according to Wired. Targeting an ASO to the specific gene that causes FFI might prevent prion formation. That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. There's so much we don't know about DNA. It's so crazy. So, but you can like activate if you can find the thing that that to activate that makes that counteracts it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um. So, following successful experiments in mice, they are now hoping to begin human trials. So that is so cool. Yeah. Um. Though the path for any new treatment is long and fraught with difficulty, their approach could one day offer a means of protecting against prions. Uh, Velob and many like her whose fate hangs in the folds of a protein might finally have a fighting chance. And that's it. So, of course, when it comes to crime and things like that, Mm -hmm. you can see where this kind of thing, especially if you don't know you have it. Mm -hmm. uh, Dementia is terrifying in and of itself. I mean, you don't know what's real anymore. Yeah. And then you couple that with not sleeping. I mean, like, forget about it. You don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's next to you. Who knows what thoughts start going through your head. Yeah. whose house you drive to when you think you're asleep and murder like you know what i mean it's yeah. it's terrifying and you don't know you're doing it yep it's man once you start fucking with the mind like the brain is so fascinating and when you think of the far-reaching qu- consequences of all of these symptoms you know like i said of just how this not only just affects your bedtime but your entire life if you're not sleeping i mean think of all the crazy movies of people who like stop sleeping and then like they walk into the room and like the whole fucking room's covered in like weird pages from books and like crazy scribbles (laughs) on the wall and you're just like okay (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it's so fascinating. So I'm excited. I'm excited for your little shallow dive. So yeah. shall we take a quick break? Yes, we shall. Okay. Hello, everyone. 
Hi, we're back. <laughs> we are back. Uh, okay, so a couple of these you touched on, but there's still a little more information in this article about them, so I want to sure. just still go through it. And then there's one that we haven't touched on yet, So, and it's the one we start with. Yay! Yeah. So this is from CNN Health. Um, it was published uh, Tuesday, September 19th. 2017 and it was written by Michael Nettleman uh, and I thought it was really well done so gonna share it with you all cool a family curse first insomnia then death look I'm so sorry to do this to you on your birthday Haley Webb a television reporter in Australia recalled her mom saying in 2012 I have six months to live oh shit Mm mm-hmm (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) a month later her mother narelle was calling her by the wrong name hallucinating and falling over she could hear the cries see that's what i'm saying like think about what just a week of no sleep would do to someone Mm -hmm. oh she could hear the cries yeah she could hear the cries of a baby she lost when she was when he was six months old Oh, yeah. Initially, we would try and reason with her, but we ended up playing into her reality to make it easier for her, said Haley's brother, Lachlan, co-founder of an urban development startup. But perhaps most strikingly, their mother couldn't fall into a deep sleep. You're in this gray area, this limbo land between being awake and being asleep, Webb said. You get into a perpetual stage of a dream. She died in July 2012 at 61 years old. Oh my gosh. The same thing happened to their grandmother, and they learned it could be passed down to them. So, now we're, now we're cutting into a different story. It's about mom. Sonia, who we talked about in your segment, uh, was in her mm-hmm. second year at Harvard Law School in 2010 when her mother got sick. Just months right. before, her mother had been healthy and vibrant, planning her wedding to Eric Minicle. And I think he's Jewish. Um, but Sonia's Indian. Um, it was oh, a, wow. Yeah. It was a small Indian wedding, by which I mean 300 people, Minicle said. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> define small Indian wedding. <laughs> 300 people. <laughs> Y'all want to see over the top. They are like majestic. Oh, yes. Uh, Sonia's mother began having trouble with her eyesight and her strange symptoms progressed to the point where she couldn't recognize her daughter her muscles would jerk and spasm she spoke in tongues she was fitful and couldn't really tell if and couldn't really tell you if she'd been fitful she was spitful she was fitful f-i-t-f-u-l fitful I thought you were You said was before it, so I think the S slurred. <laughs> LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. And slurred. So I was like, spitful isn't a thing. <laughs> she was spitting on people? Yes. That's not a word, Kay. All right. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Fitful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she was fitful and couldn't really tell you if she'd been awake or asleep. Oh, man. Um, 
By fall 2010, she was on life support with needles, tubes, and wires coming out of her. Ugh. She looked like she was being tortured, Sonia said. How do we ask this person to keep going? Her mother. Yeah. Her mother died <laughs> in December 2010 at age 52. Shortly oh thereafter, her father, a doctor, pulled her aside during a visit home. I need to talk to you about something. It's about mom, he said. We got her autopsy report. Her disease was genetic. Um, okay. And then you feel like you someone's dunked a bucket of ice water on your head? Yeah. And he told her uh. that... Uh, he told her that, like, right before she was about to get on a plane to go home. And mm-hmm. uh, she had to tell her husband on the plane. Yeek. And he cried the entire flight. Well, of course. Yeah. Because you're looking into your future. Yep. Oh, that's so terrible. All right. So now we're cutting into a new story. A major discovery. In 1986, this disease was given a name, Fatal Familia Insomnia, or FFI. Much of what doctors first learned about the disease comes from a family in Venice, Italy, who have suffered for it for over, from it for over 200 years. Whoa. You'd have 14 kids in a generation. Six or seven of them would die from the disease, said D.T. Max, a writer for The New Yorker and author of the book The Family That Couldn't Sleep. The family, who prefer not to use their surnames, had kept the disease a family secret for generations, Max said. Doctors listed their causes of death as nervous exhaustion, um, encephalitis, and even schizophrenia. Wow. It's been a disaster, a brutal suffering, said Lucia, 63, one member of the Italian family. She has lost many relatives to the disease, including her father, brother, and sister. Wow. But when another family member, Silvano, started showing signs of the disease, he began sweating profusely with pinpoint pupils. He decided it was time for his family to stop suffering in silence. It was 1984, and he was 53 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, get it, dude. Silvano went to the University of Bologna. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where the researchers... The best place on earth. Yes. Where researchers filmed his final months, and some of the where videos. Where is that? Where is where is that? Where is that located? Italy. Where's, it's in Italy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some. <laughs> in some of the videos, his eyes are half open, staring into space. Just as it appears he's dozing off, he jerks into a half wakefulness. Exactly what you can feel if you get a sleep attack when you're driving, said Dr. Pietro Cortel, one of the researchers Silvano approached at the University of Bologna. You are falling asleep, and then you wake up. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. That's so frustrating. Right? Besides all the other other symptoms, like, that's just maddening. Mm Mm-hmm. In other videos, he's lying in bed, pretending to comb his hair or button an imaginary shirt. Sleeping pills didn't work. Oh, God. No matter what, his brain didn't allow him to reach the deeper restorative stages of sleep. In a few months, I'm going to die, Silvano told Cortell. This is one of the few chances you have to discover what is the cause of the curse of my family. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Silvano died that year in July 1984. Cortell and his mentor, Dr. Elio Lugaresi, shipped his brain tissue to Lugaresi's former student, a pathologist in the United States, who could take a much closer look at what was going on. So, Dr. Pierluigi Gambetti, these are some names. Uh, yeah, these are some very Italian names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, the pathologist and a professor at Case Western Reserve University found that most of the brain tissue appeared normal, but one small structure near the center of the brain looked like a sponge, he said. And at that moment, I knew what FFI probably was, he said. Oh! Mm-hmm. It looked like a sponge? Uh-huh. Ew! Um... Ew! That's not what your brain's supposed to look like. No. Ew! Uh, it was eating it. Yes. So... It was eating his brain. <laughs> so the next part is basically retelling what you just said, so I'm not going to talk about that part. If you guys want to read it, I'll link this article and you can uh, but oh, it's pretty like much explaining what all of it is yeah. yeah no we don't need that no so searching for <coughs> a cure when the results came in the web siblings and sonia all tested positive for the ffi gene i think i was more devastated about lachlan's diagnosis than my own because i just wasn't expecting it said Haley webb now 31 mm. you know i'm the big sister she said of her 29 year old brother I want to protect him. He's my little brother. You know when you get fuzzy-brained when you're really exhausted? Webb says in a video diary, I think, crap, is that a symptom? Subconsciously, (gasps) you can't help but be scared. Yeah. But all of them have turned... Yeah. All of them have turned a dire test result into motivation, mirroring Silvano's determination to get to the bottom of his quote-unquote family curse. Haley and Lachlan Webb are participating in Gishwin's study at UCSF. Soon after learning that she had the FFI gene, Sonia, 33, quit her job in consulting, began sitting in on classes at MIT, and took biology courses at Harvard Extension School. My thought was, I'll take a sabbatical from my... It's really amazing that she was able to do that. Yeah. That she had, like, the money and like was smart enough you you know what i mean like it's really cool that she had the privilege to do that because it is clearly she's like clearly they're making headway and it's really cool yeah and where is this movie (laughs) i know right (laughs) i want this movie um but again if you want to know more about their story the wired article does an amazing job of telling it and like they really fucking struggled when she quit her job and her husband yeah her husband like he kept working so that they had something coming in and like they lived off of her savings too but finally Mm -hmm. like he was like i can't just let you do this by yourself so he quit his job too and wow yeah wow um (laughs) oh i want them on a valentine's day card right (laughs) (laughs) oh my thought was wow and they're really cute together too she's got like a pixie haircut and he's got and she has curly hair and he's got curly brown hair and they're just they're so cute um (laughs) my thought was i'll take a sabbatical from my normal life because this is something that's going to be important to us from now until the end she and uh she and her husband i mean yeah (laughs) yeah 
She and her husband switched career paths. They are now getting their PhDs in biology at Harvard Medical School, where they are working to find a cure for FFI because before it's too late. They founded the Prion Alliance to advance the science of this rare disease, which is known to affect only a handful of families worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's super rare. Yeah. I mean, like, ugh. Because they see human prion diseases under the same umbrella, they hope their research leads to treatments for more than just FFI. It's virtually unprecedented that two people with zero scientific background would parachute into science and start working in the laboratory to think up four or five completely different strategies for taking on a complex neurological disorder, said Eric Mm -hmm. S. Linder, president of the Broad Institute, where uh, Sonia and her husband conduct their research. Then again, you know, unprecedented things happen all the time in science. Sonia and her husband remained optimistic and see FFI's Why awareness. Why are you reading this like it's scary and sad? <laughs> You're like, unprecedented things happen in science. Sorry, that was just really funny because it was like, it sounded like it should be happy. <laughs> I, I tried. I was just like, what are you? <laughs> My brain couldn't compute it. Sorry. <laughs> It just made me laugh. Continue. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're cute. <laughs> um. Stop it. <laughs> um. Sonia and her husband remained optimistic and see FFI's rareness as an asset. It's genetically well defined, more so than any than many more common diseases. They know they're prey on target. They just have to find a way to remove it. Mm-hmm. They remain hopeful that their new daughter, whom they welcome to the world in July, will watch her mother Aww. grow old. Uh, and the Wired article goes into the struggle that was that, too, because they were afraid to have a kid because they didn't want to pass mm-hmm. it down. But, That's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like you'd be terrified. Yeah. But they were able to do it with uh, genetic testing and in vitro fertilization. And that's amazing. Yeah. And so their daughter doesn't have it. That's amazing. So she could potentially also like continue their work if they mm-hmm. don't find a cure before her mom dies. Yeah. That's incredible. Um they found a way to stop it in their family at least in their future family. That's Yeah. insane. That's insane. They're incredible. Uh, they're <laughs> legitimately they're incredible she has a law degree from yeah. harvard and went back to harvard for a science degree like yeah. just think about that for a minute no, i can't like i can't <laughs> it's <laughs> it's incomprehensible talk about a fucking power couple this yeah. is insane so it's so cool so the hope has to be always that you find a cure pathologist gambetti said and therefore Maybe there will be a time in which we will cross out this adjective, fatal, from the name of the disease. Yeah. And that was my segment. I know this was kind of a shorter episode, but... Well, last week was really long, Yeah, (laughs) We went a little lighter and a little shorter this week. (laughs) That was beautiful. Very nice. Yeah. I thought so, too. Yeah, that was great. Um, oh man, that's just so mind-blowing. All of that is so mind-blowing. It's so cool. The, the strides that we have made in science. I mean, ugh, that's awesome. 
And if you can figure that out, then you can that can lead to to cures for other things like Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you can deactivate certain stra- certain bits of your DNA that are fatal mm-hmm. like that, like oh my god, <laughs> you've unlocked it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's just so cool. Ugh. <clears throat> <sighs> I can't stop burping (laughs) because my child is moving a lot right now. So (laughs) I apologize for all the weird noises I'm making. Mm -hmm. Sorry about it. Can't cut them out. So, um, all right. You ready for a game? Yeah, I'm ready. And I think it's my turn to go first. I think you're right. Um. Okay. So this is our game by Drunk Stunder Stupid called If You Had To. Oh, my God. I am so sorry that yawn came out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. I think I'm crashing from the coffee I had earlier. Oh. <laughs> all right. So, oh, all right. if you had Go. to, would you live the rest of your life in slow motion? Or oh, God. <laughs> or. Weirdly or, relevant. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Or walk through a car wash entirely made of dicks. I choose that one. I choose that one as well. Because <laughs> that is a one-time thing. <laughs> and the other is the rest of, is a decision for the rest of your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk through a car wash made of dicks once. Yeah. Sure. That's our life. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I as mean, women, that's our life. <laughs> Just just walk through life hitting dicks away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Anything that's bringing you joy? Uh still being able to drink and not being in pain. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. It's been wonderful. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thanks. I'm getting a haircut on Friday. Nice. I'm terrified. But I'm also really excited because my hair is out of fucking control. (laughs) Mine is too. (laughs) I need a haircut. So I'm really excited to see my hairdresser and support her because she's been, you know, out of work for so many, so many months Mm -hmm. um, with the quarantine and everything. And I feel like everything's about to get shut down again. So yeah, I'm excited to get in there and (laughs) get 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 some some of this weight off my head uh-huh. get a new color and then i'll be ready to buckle in for another you know six months or whatever yeah <laughs> of no haircut but like are you guys for real like i was about to make a haircut appointment right before quarantine happened <laughs> like i am so overdue <laughs> um <laughs> so like it's out of control i can't do anything except put it up in a clip so yeah. um yeah, it, it's time. I'm really excited. And um, and I get to see my baby again on Thursday because I have to do, you know, ultrasounds every other week now because of stupid diabetes. So mm-hmm. gestational diabetes. So, yeah. but, you know, it's it's expensive, but at the same time, you get to see him. Yeah. You get to see him more. So hopefully you'll be complicit this time. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to see your your sweet face instead of just the back of your head. That would be really <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we love you guys. 
and I hope that you're staying safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>